Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio Every weekend night with Princess Cooper Never had it so good radio Now on 101.1 And it's 24-7 The world's best radio station In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, we want to talk about the kinds of things that impact your lives, not just not now in the present, but in the future as well. We want to deal with the issues that are coming to the forefront of our lives. Um, I want to thank all of you who are going to be calling in today. It's important that we continue our momentum and get things started. The first thing I want to talk about is, you know, there's a negative saying about keeping up with the Joneses. And uh, sometimes there's some positive things that happen when, you do keep up with the Joneses or you do keep up with technology. And I just want to share um, some thoughts with those of you who are out there listening. Uh, My father built the home that I'm now living in. He built it in the late 1960s. And uh, it has been a part of our family since that time. Uh, But now you realize that when you add new gadgets to the house, you have to retrofit your house in order to enjoy some of the modern type things that are going on. And I just want to tell you guys that it is so worth it. Um, I visited uh, someone's home where they were using um, 
these new gadgets, these smart lights and the smart um, televisions and all these different new things. And so I decided I wanted to uh, have my house retrofitted for these items as well. And so the gentleman came over yesterday. Uh, he put in the the uh, doorbell that shows you the front of your house. Uh, he put in the two locks where you can open and your locks automatically uh, with or without the key. Uh, you can open them with a code. You can open them with your smartphone. Uh, you can open them with a key. And um, and now I can see who's at my front door before I go to my front door. Or if I'm away from home, I can see who's at my front door. Uh, also, um, you can talk to the people. If someone happens to break in your house, you're able to talk to them and tell them you, you know the police are on their way. And I have to tell you that it's so quickly become a part of my life right now. Uh, I have a unique situation where I rent rooms out in the front of my home, and it is just so nice when I live in the back to be able to see what's going on in the front and see what's going on at my front door. Uh, I had a couple of deliveries today when I was able to tell uh, the delivery man from the back uh, to bring um, my packages to the side door. Uh, it is so convenient, and uh, it is technology does give you a sense of security. And so I, I'm just uh, sharing this with you. So if you've been thinking about it, you really need to get your even the older homes are so easily. I mean, he did it within three or four hours after getting here. He had all the equipment up and uh, the thermostat. I can control the thermostat from my um, from my phone. Uh, you know, when it gets hot, I can turn it down, or if it gets cool, I can turn it up. Uh, so it is really convenient. Uh, it's going to thing. Uh, it's going to cost some additional money, but nothing too unreasonable. Uh, so it's definitely something to look into. Um, D, let me ask you. Uh, I know you see all these things now. Are you used to now having people talk to you at the front door when you're delivering packages or I mean, uh, is it something you already using at your own home? No, uh, and good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, no, Jamie, actually, it was something I was considering. Um, and I am uh, witnessing that more homes now do have the uh, automated doorbell where they can actually see you uh, once you ring the doorbell and, uh, and delivering the packages. Uh, you can even tell when they uh, respond to you uh, that they may be away, but uh, the actuality that they can see you um, it's a it's a it's a it's a nice um, it's a nice uh, luxury to have. And yeah, I, I was just thinking about that, and uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, that you stepped up the game and and involved yourself in uh, modern technology and. Yeah, you know, and from a, a older person's point of view, you know, it's nice to be part uh, of the world. It's nice to be um, still living in a time where you can uh, partake in all these new inventions that's coming out hand and foot on on a monthly basis. You know, I remember when uh, the internet first hit the scene, uh, the uh, the the experts described it as the, the new frontier. 
And now um, we're witnessing technology by leaps and bounds, and it's just nice to be a part of that, even at my age, you know, and um, and uh, there's more to come. Um, you know, uh, there uh, the guy that uh, even uh, offering uh, space rides, you know, he's an independent uh, rocketeer, and he's offering uh, 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 space ride out into the outer atmosphere for whomever can afford it. So uh, it's just nice to be part of this time, you know, to where all of this is happening. Thank you, James. Well, I, I tell you what, I, again, just using it, I've only had it for a 24-hour period, and I feel, again, I feel so much more comfortable, um, and it is so – now, the only thing that might bother you or get you on get on your nerves is, is that we had a very windy day today. And the sensor is so, I mean, I, I guess so um, strong or so, uh, it, it, you know, with the wind blowing, the least little thing moves in your front door or your front door area, and it goes, it, it look, gives you about 160-degree vision in front of your door. So you, not only would it catch something that comes in, comes up to my door, if you drive into my driveway, it will spot you. And so it is very sensitive. And um, uh, and, and it gives you, and I'm looking forward to having it because I have a lot of critters walking around my house. Uh, you know, I live on a lake, uh, and so we got a lot of big trees around. And uh, there are raccoons and there are um, possums. And so, you know, it, it the light comes on off and on all the time. And I'm always concerned when I see the light come on, what's out there. So now with the, with the camera out there, I'll be able to see if it's a possum or it's a raccoon and uh, quickly dismiss it. But uh, this technology D is, uh, I think it gives you a lot more comfort uh, that you can uh, get rid of those criminals who are not truly committed to break it in your home uh, because if you, if they're able to be spot, spotted and you're able to talk to them and they don't have no clue to where you are so often, you know, with your kids or with your family, there may be a reason why you might have your car being repaired or there might be a lot of reasons why there are no cars in the yard. And so uh, this is a method uh, that might uh, even further go to uh keeping criminals, again, who are not truly committed uh, to being, um, you know, sent on their way when they hear you talking to them or they think you might be right in the house, but you're not in the house. And so it's really something we need to think about. And uh, it, it is just, uh, again, I, uh, I am so looking forward to the final phase of him putting up the cameras because, you know, one of the things all we used to have was the the lights coming on, and we'd hope that the light would scare people off. Uh, but again, um, they know that everybody has those, so now we have another mechanism to help us. Um, Cheryl, what what are your thoughts? Have you been thinking about um, these smartphones and the smart lights? I, I put a smart light in, and I'm able to turn my lights off and on. Uh, my cell phone is always by my side. So it, it gives me another uh, either convenient way uh, to to turn the lights off and on. And it, it is just, uh, you know, I know it's convenience. Is it just making us lazy? 
Good evening to everyone, and again, Happy New Year to who all that I didn't get a chance to say Happy New Year to. Um, now, I had been thinking about it, and what I had um, not as far as with my home right now, because I'm getting ready to put an addition onto it, but definitely when I do finish. But my mom is in the process of building, and... Um, She's been having materials stolen, so it's been setting her back. And I was, you know, thinking about what about doing the cameras where it's hooked to your phone and that way you can see, you know, whoever it is that's doing the stealing. But I do have um, everything when it comes to my vehicle. Um, I have a tracker device in my vehicle that I can tell exactly where my vehicle is, how fast it's going, um, my son was in my um, in my vehicle, and he left the keys in there. So he called me, and I opened it from my phone. Um, and it was just so amazing that I could be that far away and still open up the um, open the vehicle, you know, up. And you know, just the different things that um, that it's able to tell me, you know. Um, just you know, just through technology, and if somebody take and I'm in the um I'm somewhere and somebody try to run off with the you know my vehicle and I have my phone in my hand, all I got to do is press one button and it'll shut the whole call down, and they can't get nowhere. And I just think that's just so funny. <laughs> but you know, it is it's it's so convenient in a lot of ways because you know how much. You know, I can remember calling Papa Lock, you know, when you leave your keys in your vehicle. And, you know, we don't leave nowhere without without having our phones in our hand. We don't we'll leave the keys in the car, but we're not going to leave the phone in the car. And to be able to have the phone, you know, open up your vehicle. But um, they just did that at the church because they hadn't let um, a homeless person stay at the church until they can get him situated. And what they found is is that he put tape on the doors so that he can go in and out the church because they didn't have a lawn system. So now the pastor who lives, you know, not really close, they have a lawn system, but everything is attached to the phone. So they can see the movement of everybody that, you know, that's in there and what's going on. So in a lot of ways, it does help you as far as it protects you. It's a safe, you know, something as a safe mechanism, you know, for us today. And when you say, does it make us more lazy? Yeah, it do. All of this technology do. But it's so, I mean, but if you use it in a, in a, best, in a proper way, you know, it's beneficial. Because you, you're right. We would get a dog or we would put a sign on the door saying beware or we put the little, um, you know, the time on the lights. When we gone and all of a sudden the lights will come on, but to be able to answer the door from your phone and you're not even home, that's letting somebody know that there's movement, you know, somebody, something's going on in the home and let's stay away from that, you know, that home. And it, and it helps. It really does. Because, you know, I think that it really helps me with my vehicle. And like I said, I do plan on getting something like that. And I'll be talking to you, James. Once I finish the addition onto the house, 
because we've had people, you know, our house been sprayed up, and we uh, in our vehicle, and we was right in here sleeping, and somebody just sprayed the whole vehicle. This has been last year, and we went out of town, and we came back, and the house was aged, and it was spray painted, and the cops, you know, was trying to find out who did it. But when you have, you know, cameras and stuff as, you know, you have, you can automatically tell. And not only that, you can be answering them, you can be talking to the person, you know, to scare them away. So it is. It's very, 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 it makes you feel more secure. That's what I believe. You know, it makes you feel more secure. And it's it's on the cutting edge right now. I, I tell you that, and he also gave me, uh, I forgot about it. He also gave me an, an emergency uh, button that I can put on my table. Uh, so if uh, something is happening to me, and I was always concerned about being in the house uh, alone and something happened to me and nobody knows. Uh, but uh, went, what went along with the system that I have is an emergency button. So if I'm home and I need emergency help, I can just match that button, and it's, it was part of the system. But it is, again, uh, just so uh, integrated into your existence. I mean, I have my little thing uh, that uh, uh, that where you can ask for music. I, they call it Alex, and I can just say, Alex on, uh, give me music. And it just seems like you, you have so much control and power. And, uh, and what goes along with that, D, is now when they're talking about uh, the way they're going to give us, use our smartphones uh, for us to do business um, in terms of with the general public and the gen- you know, being able to pay for bills with our smartphones, it, it just gives you an idea that what the robbers are not going to have much cash that they can get from anybody because if, if, so many people have uh, phones, if they're able to pay their bills with their phones, there'll be no need for cash. So a lot of technology does go a long way to make us safer. Yeah, it does, James. And, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, the criminal element is given, uh, is, is given a run for their money. Um, the, the conventional way if there is any such thing of uh, co- committing burglaries and stuff like that, um, it, it it seems to be it's uh, a thing of the past. Um, and so uh, homeowners and people who can afford it can uh, find security in these new gadgets. I like it. I really like what Michelle was talking about, uh, how she has the uh, the service and the and the instruments that uh, unlock your car or, or shut it down, and uh, I'm going to really have to look into that because, uh, you know, uh, like she says, uh, uh, leaving the house or leaving your car without your phone, you feel kind of naked, so you kind of always keep your phone with you wherever you go, even when I'm working. I, I'll leave my wallet at the house before I leave my phone. If I leave my phone, i got to turn around and go get it. So um, <laughs> it, it's quite interesting, man. Uh Really, really, uh, it's very, very informative. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. Well, you know, it, it. I was talking to my daughter today, and I know it's still a long ways off, and I don't know if I'll ever purchase one myself, 
But when you think about going on long trips, when we think about going on long trips, it's really a bothersome to just have to drive. You know, it's keeping your eye on the road, um, dealing with uh, fatigue, uh, driving. Uh, that's what keeps a lot of people from driving. But if they ever really get to the point where the everyday person has a car where he can just program where he wants to go, I mean, I can just think about going to South Carolina and just programming, hey, go to South Carolina and think nothing of it. But a lot of times, because, you know, I'm retired and there are a lot of people, I'm not, um, I don't have anybody who I know who would, would go with me. It just seems like, you know, I have to really think about whether or not I want to make that trip by myself. Uh, but if I had a car or vehicle, uh, Cheryl, that could I could just sit in and program it to go, uh, it wouldn't be any big deal to just get in the car and say, look, take me to this address. And, and you know, people would probably be a lot more active if they didn't have to do all that driving uh, and, and deal with all that frustration as we get to the point where we have these self-driving cars. That's going to be an interesting thing if we are actually living in that time. And it doesn't look like it's that far away, Cheryl. And, and you're right. You know, um, they haven't mastered it to the point where I feel comfortable enough. But I'm telling you, it would definitely be a benefit because I just did an eight-hour drive, um, one stop before I made it there, and then an eight-hour drive coming back, driving the whole time, and one stop coming back. And trust me, you know, I had to um, – I spend most of the time on the phone, you know, um, with, for company because my son fell asleep there. And co- well, coming back, I let him. Well, I let him go to sleep coming back because he had to go straight to work. But um, I'm telling you, it would definitely be more of a relaxing trip and less costly because you know if you plan something, you know, at the spur of the moment. And the plane fare is so high, you know, so expensive. But you can jump in your car if you, you know, if you keep the maintenance up or if you go get your whatever you got to do the day or two before and you want to drive and you don't have all of that driving to do. That would be wonderful, wonderful. But right now, just right now where they're at, I'm not that comfortable. You know, okay. I'm telling you, it's gonna get there. It's gonna get there. It's gonna get there because I mean, they never stop improving. So I believe that it's gonna be it's gonna be a definite thing of the future, definitely. And if that's the case, I definitely go that route. I wouldn't have a problem. I hear you. I hear you. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna continue our conversation. I want to talk about today and give a few more people an opportunity to get on. Uh, we're seeing. Uh, a rise in serious crime amongst women. And we just, uh, again, as believers, there was a time when, you know, we the women were the ones who carried the moral high ground. And so now we find ourselves dealing with a situation where young women seem to be very, uh, I guess, interested or involved in a lot of serious crimes, a lot of violence. And uh, again, with them being used to being the moral backbone of our society, 
we need to talk about where we're going. So we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and continue our conversation. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
Reverend Smith, before we go uh, any further, uh, I just wanted to ask you, have you gotten involved or uh, taken an interest in these new smart devices uh, where you can open your own door before you get to the door or, or um, uh, the lights that come on uh, by using your phone? Uh, what has been your interest and in? what do you think uh, these new devices are going to lend to security in terms of uh, uh, fighting off crime where people are used to um, not having these kind of uh, ways to, to uh, encourage guys not to break in their houses? Well, good evening to each and every one of you. I'm glad to be here. Although you know I'll be leaving about four seven o'clock because on every Wednesday and Thursday night now I preach on my prayer line. Uh, but for that, I will say this: as an ex special agent for the government, I find this problem with all of this technology. Look at what can happen. There's nothing like I I I do I have. Matter of fact, just last week I bought one of those Hey Google things, uh, and I got it to the point now where I'm trying to get it to turn on all of my lights and my TV and so forth and so on. I like little gadgets. I really do. I love gadgets. But what we have to be cognizant of is this. We have to be cognizant of the fact that just like these things are being made and they're all got – Every last one of them have computer chips in them. All of them are hooked up to this technological world. And we know exactly what is happening now with the technology world. There's young people out there that's got minds like I don't know what as far as hacking everything. So there's nothing impenetrable. Nothing. So I love them. I really do. I do love it. Like Cheryl said, I love it. I, I I would not get in one of those cars now, not now. And I don't think I'll see the day before I leave this world, praise God, and I I might, but I'm praying that I, <laughs> I, I might stay a long time. But I'm not getting in one of those cars talking about, hey, take me to South Carolina. You go ahead on, Brother James. I'm not going <laughs> You're not going to back that car out to the driveway where my garbage is. I'm not going. <laughs> it's going to take. So I love technology. I'm I'm one of the proponents of technology. I have stock in technology, and it's a good thing because it's it helps our children to understand that there's a higher place that they can go. What is happening though? What is happening, and think about this, and I want you to think about it, all of us to think about it. The foundation is eroding. The foundation of the fabric of our morals and life is actually eroding because of technology. That's why I try to keep myself grounded to that solid rock, which is Christ. We must try to stay grounded because we'll get so caught up. We Most of the people nowadays are so caught up. You know that. 
They're so caught up in technology till everything, nothing else matters. And the Bible tells us quickly, it says what? Fail not to assemble yourself with other believers. Most people will sit home and stream services on television, or they will listen to the televangelist television and on computers and on cell phones and on other objects or gadgets that we have. But at the same time, we're losing the contact and interaction. So when we are talking about these gadgets, I yes, I love them, and I do. I'm going to continue to, to, to piddle around with them, but never, please, tell your children, tell anyone, don't ever lose focus of your foundation. Because you're, you can't build on someone else's foundation, according to the word of God. You must build on the foundation of the solid rock. And we're losing that because we're so, co- so caught up in technology. But I'm not going to get in one of those cars now. Nothing that's going <laughs> to drive me. I don't even let okay. nobody drive me. <laughs> so okay, I can't it. wait. I can't. I can't wait, and I don't know if I could be able to afford a a truck that can do it. But if I could get in a truck and say, "Take me to South Carolina," boy, hey, I would be seventh heaven. <laughs> you know, and I know you're not supposed to fall asleep with them like that, but boy, <laughs> it would be hard. You, that's going to be right the now. problem. That's going to be the problem, James. You know good and well we're going to fall asleep. We don't have nothing to do with our hands or nothing else. I don't care how the music is blasting or whatever else is going on inside. You, you're you going to get distracted, totally distracted. And what happens to the malfunctions? That's all <laughs> well, I got. You're right. <laughs> all right. Well, let, let, let me, let's, let's just go quickly into this because you kind of brought it up about the, the moral decay. And we wanted to talk about it today. I saw a story today where a 19-year-old girl had just started dating a young man, and uh, she stole all the guns. Uh, obviously, he was a gun enthusiast, or maybe uh, he was into guns in terms of criminal activity. Uh, but she stole his guns, and she ended up uh, offering to sell them back to him, uh, but she ended up uh, shooting him. And so, you know, this girl is only 19 years old, and she's a very attractive girl. But I wanted to talk today about the overall impact when we see women getting into violence, more women in the street fighting. And you're wondering, you know, here are, I have to just digress and tell you, there was a time when I used to be a security guard at a apartment complex. And a man was mm. having was married to one woman and instead of going to another apartment somewhere and getting involved with another woman, he got involved with a woman right across the street. Right. And so right. here I am. These women decide they're going to fight in the middle of the street and I'm sitting there and I'm breaking them up and he down there and he walked up behind me and he touched me and I just automatically jumped and turned around and, and, and was striking at him. And I told him, I said, you know, you you a bunch of trash. Here you is, got the, your mother, your children, in the street fighting with another woman, and and I'm in, I'm the one breaking them up. And so it just was disgusting 
to see two women in the street fighting. But now we have what I believe is a moral decay amongst our young women where they now uh, think they're supposed to be the ones to conduct violence and to do these robberies and do these murders. And it's just amazing to see more and more women involved. And, you know, it again, it used to be that women did such the kind of crimes where most of the time judges would let them off, uh, Reverend Smith, because they had two or three children. But now the judges, are they can't do it because of the violence of the crime. So do you think that's the moral decay that is creating a, a situation where we're having uh, increased crime by, by women nowadays? Reverend Smith? I'm your James, uh, but let me let me say it this way. Yes, I what you're saying is true, but there's a lot more involved, and I I've even started seeing this. I I came into law enforcement in the 1960s, latter part of 60s and 70s and 80s and the 90s, and I know for a fact that ladies have been committing crimes, but not the way that they are committing them now. Any of you ever watch um, um, I Have Direct TV It's on channel 364 No 328 And it's, it's, it's a show That comes on there called Fatal Attraction Where these young ladies Fall in love with these thugs They fall in love with these thugs And these thugs beat them girls And if they don't they fall in love With them so hard because a lot Of these girls are actually outcasts Y'all don't care how beautiful a girl is a lot of times. And I know uh, Cheryl will probably be able to speak more to that, or Audrey or some of the other uh, females on the line. But I say I don't care a lot of times how beautiful you are. You can still feel that you are not beautiful enough and you feel like you're an outcast. So along come a thug, a real thug who don't, who's not worth a hill of being one way or another. He comes along and he gets this girl all twine, tangled up and twined up in, 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 in his foolishness and his nonsense. And these girls nowadays, they don't even like going to school too much anyway, so they're hanging out with these groups of thugs in the gangs and all of this kind of nonsense. So what happened, they fall in love and then they teach these girls. Or these girls watch them. And they want to do anything to please their man. And, and sometimes it backfires and they turn on their man. But I do know for a fact that these things are becoming more numerable since in the last 10 or 15 years. The young ladies nowadays, the moral decay of this earth, what we see, the television has no uh, no. Uh, no, no screening on it. All this stuff about putting this on it. This is R. This is J. This is P. Or whatever. That's junk. You can leave that off. Because everything they see on on television, they see it on these games. They see it in their in their homes with their parents. They see a lot of these things. The moral decay is so great in our United States. I don't know about the white community because I don't live in the white community. I know about us. 
We don't seem to care what our kids see us do. We don't care what we say around our kids. We don't care how we talk to our kids. We don't care how we act with our kids. Our kids are our children, but we treat them like they're our sisters and brothers. So they grow up with this attitude, and then they get to a point, and then there's always that part about you'll never be nothing. You're not this. You're not that. You're not. And the girls turn out. Now they're beginning to turn out just as fast as the boys. And the court system is hinged with a lot of women, young girls, in it right now today. And it seemingly they don't require much for their loyalty. Uh, I know when last time, uh, two or three years ago, I talked to this young lady who had an aunt or she had an aunt or a grandmother who wanted her to come home, but she was willing to be homeless with a man than to go to her grandma where she could have shelter. And it was just so amazing to me that she was going in and out of jail with this man, but she wouldn't go home where she could be loved and cared for. So Cheryl, you know, what, what are we doing? You know, we're losing our men and now and increasingly losing the women who care for the children to this, world of evil, you know, and uh, Kathy would say, you know, the devil is real, and we just got to continue to fight him off, but we used to be able to count on women having some sanity when men were acting foolish. Well, you know, from everything that was said, is where women start to lose self-worth. And when they don't feel like they're worth anything, then Mm -hmm. the least little least little thing, a person that comes into their life. And I want to say when it comes to men and women with women, because if they've had so many bad experiences with men and women who never thought to see themselves in that position, if a woman comes up to them and starts to groom them and telling them how attractive they are and make them feel special, they can also find themselves in a relationship with another woman and not realizing how they even got there. Right. And it's so easily done because I've counseled somebody um, that is in the church, but it has been an abusive marriage, verbally and physically. And the person that happened to tell her nice things happened to have been another woman. So she didn't she didn't stay focused on with you know, on her first love, which is God. She never stayed focused on that. She started trying to fulfill her own self worth through any hmm. means that she could. And that meant through another woman. And what happens is, is that when a man or another woman comes, another one comes into the picture, and this woman who's now so attached to you becomes threatened, and they will do anything just about to make yourself to say, you are mine, I'm not losing you. And we talked about that with the 
with the young lady who killed her son because she thought that the father of her ch- children was mm. having an affair with another woman. So we mm. don't have self-worth. We're not being built up. You know, we are thinking that women are strong, and a lot of them may carry themselves that way, but the inner self. And we are losing a lot of a lot of them not, are not going to church. And just like um, Pastor Smith was saying, you know, they'll take and watch something on TV. They'll watch something on live stream. They'll watch something on YouTube. And once you start missing, it's, it becomes so easily to miss it yeah. church again and again yeah. and again. You know, right. so we are falling out of grace with God because we're not – we're not um, keeping that foundation. And a lot of times, you know, we say about the young men, but here's, we never talk about the young ladies where the parents could not be there. And then not only that, some of these parents are so young that the young ladies see their mother being with all these different men. And she wants to find some love too. And she's going to find it in any place, in every place that she possibly could. So that's where her self-worth becomes. And all of these things start in the home with nurturing, you know, because we're losing. We're losing the men as far as um, the women today. You know, and, and, and D, as we move forward and we see where women are allowing men just making lazy men, uh, you know, where they'll be the ones going to work and the man will be the one staying home and that that he he's taking taking all the aggressiveness out of him and they're the one being violent or they're the one stealing. And some of these YouTube uh videos that I see of these women fighting in the streets, it just there's nothing appealing about a woman being aggressive and, and fighting and being manly. And they they don't recognize that they're taking away that what God gave them when they're taking away when they're they're not uh, allowing themselves to be neat and and to look loving and caring and that's what you think of a woman but when you see them fighting in the streets and and becoming violent and getting arrested that takes everything away from what you thought they're supposed to be. Well, it's funny that you say that, James. It's funny that you bring that up. Uh, First of all, let me say that uh, this is one of those fundamental issues that we got to deal with that we've been talking about for months now. Uh, and the the uh, the uh, the fabric, our moral fabric, is deteriorating without a doubt. But it's funny that you bring this up. My my wife had just told me a couple of days ago she went to the Walmart here in this area, and this woman that had two two kids with her. One of them was a baby. Uh, she was shoplifting and putting the stolen items in the baby bag. All right. And everybody that's that's been around for a minute know that Walmart security is quite sophisticated. And so as she uh, uh, attempted to leave the store, they stopped her. And they called the police, and 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 they called her husband. Now, the husband came and showed up and was utterly surprised that she would do something like this when she actually had the money. 
So the, the husband offered to pay for the items, but, of course, uh, the authorities and Walmart needed to make an example. And they uh, refused to let him pay for the items, and she was taken to jail. My wife took the husband and his kids home. She she she, she felt heavy-hearted about the whole situation, and they didn't have a car. So... Um, I know, so she uh, trusted in the Lord that, that all that was going to turn out well by taking him, the stranger and his kids home under the circumstances. And but the, the the fact of the matter is that um, I don't know, man. We we are in some strange times, and um, we got a lot of work to do about this fixing in our own community. I'm with Reverend Smith for that. I don't. You know, my, my, my heaviest concern is not with white America. You know, they do what they do, and they've done it for for generations, you know, uh, the the way they look at us and things of that sort. But my primary concern is to help us fix ourselves, coming out on the tail end of all this craziness. Because, um, you know, with, with modern technology growing like it is, the world is going to move on without them. And they don't even know it. They don't even realize that. There's this movie called Escape from New York that's, that that came out in the 80s. And the premise of the movie is that the jail system got so so crowded that they had to find a place to even put all the criminals. And and, and New York became that prison. And, you know, and, and science fiction is certain fact. You know, we were talking about the technology a moment ago, and I'll be done. You know, uh, with this artificial intelligence coming about, all of that has already been pre-written, and it's all of this is coming to pass. Even Escape from New York, that type of that type of mindset. The criminals are, are so far-fetched and so displaced and so disconnected that they don't even care about getting back to reality, to where they can be functional human beings in a in a society going forward. So we, you know. Uh, Prayer is definitely needed, but reality is also has to be um, taken into account that, um, you know, science fiction and all of that does have some reality to it. So y'all better buckle up and just and try to enjoy the ride, I suppose. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, before you have to, before you have to go, uh, Reverend Smith, what, you know, how do we, you know, we, we always own the young men because we want them to be to be men and understand what their role is in men. But we're losing it on both ends. I mean, when we have these women, these young women who will go to these gas stations and start fights with each other who who look for the weekend. They, I mean, it used to be men who would get off on the weekend and go fight at the club. And now you got the women fighting and, and killing and stabbing people. I mean, uh, you know, it looks like we're losing it on both ends, where our women are no longer want to be women, and our men are just uh, are not committed to be, be to be dads and fathers, are doing the right thing in their way either. It's awful hard to. I'm gonna take the last part first. It's awful hard to be something that you've never been exposed to. They can't be dads and fathers if they'd never been exposed to a real dad and a real father. Just because you uh, go to bed with a woman and you have a child, that doesn't make you a daddy or a father, okay? And so that's the problem with a lot of the situations that we are dealing with. 
children having children, and even adults having children nowadays. These grown behind old men, 40, 50, thinking that they're little teenagers and because the the um, the gravity of the, the way the situation is is that we we know, we all of us men know that, no sense in hiding, that women outnumber us, and it's very close to 15 to 1, 15 to 1, because most of our men are dead or in jail. Now, good men, good men, the women know that there's only maybe one out of 1,000, <laughs> if there's one out of 1,000. And so it, it, and when we come around to the whole situation, we're going to have to get back. We in the church, I'm going to go back to the church. We in the church have lost our place. I'm sorry, but I believe Cheryl will agree with me on that. We have lost our place, not all of us. But a lot of us have lost Those four walls have become our containment And our prisons We are confined By those walls that, And, and we, we, we see these young people out there begging A lot of these young people are crying out Screaming out Showing off Why do you think we for show off Even when I was growing up I vied for attention Because my parents They had money but they didn't pay me no attention. They give me materialistic things, and that didn't do me no good. I wanted a big hug. I wanted them to tell me I love you. They didn't. So I would go to school. Even though I had a good head on me and and could do what I needed to do, I would act out in school. Never got suspended because my mama told them to beat me after death before they sent me home. But the whole question is, what are we doing? It's hard for these young people. It is hard out there. We we didn't have it nowhere near as hard. The peer pressure that they're under out there right now. We're we're I, I will say a lot of it is their own fault, but we did not show them the way. We didn't show them the way. We showed them how to get to the crossroads. But we didn't tell them which road to take. And now they're and taking I, the wrong road. And, and we are caught up. And, and, every, and you know these women are going to have children. And when they yeah. are having children and the children are faced with these dysfunctional yeah. mothers and dysfunctional fathers, they have a tough time becoming, uh, becoming functional. And so yeah. we're really going to have to do something about it. I have to tell you, you know, when I was, when my daughter was coming up, I and I saw there was some things in her. She was a tomboy, and she, she loved track. She loved basketball. But I saw there was a need for me to introduce her to etiquette. And I paid mm-hmm. for her to go to a class uh, because I wanted her, it was okay with her being a tomboy and running track and playing basketball. But I also wanted her to know the the ideals of being a lady. And, you know, it, we really have to recognize that we have to give our children the tools uh, to be great. And, uh, you know, now I'm reaping the benefit of being actively involved in her life uh, because now she don't, when she comes to me, she only has to come to me for emergencies. Uh, she's not coming right. to me to keep her lights on or keep her mortgage paid 
uh, 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 keep gas in her car. You know, if she want to go on a trip and, and I, I, you know, I say, hey, you know, I pay for you to go on a trip, you know, or somebody bust a, a window out of her um, a car and, you know, it was something that came unexpectedly and I was able to pay for it for. But those are okay. But we have to equip our children, our boys and our girls with the ability to succeed. And sometimes we're just not equipping them and the world is not equipping them. And, and we are having uh, to see all this foolishness because... Sherry, it used to be a time you would not see no woman fighting in the street and not fighting with no skirt on. These girls are literally disrobing when they're they fighting. Uh, yeah, they don't care what how you see them, how uh, and and what they do, and uh, and they have no fear of going to jail, Cheryl. And I know that's not what God wanted for for his his women. No, not at all. Cheryl, no. before Cheryl, um, before you speak, Cheryl. Before yes, you speak, I'd just like to say I, I pray to God that all of you have a good evening as I leave the line now and go over to my preaching. Um, okay. I'm going to, if you all have an opportunity, I'll be coming on. And uh, my topic tonight is the searching of the Lord. The searching of the Lord coming from Second Chronicles 16 and 9. So God okay. bless you all. And if God you put your number in the um in the um or send me the number because I don't know, you know, how we Oh, you didn't it. keep the number? Okay. Okay, Cheryl. Oh, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, okay. Okay. All, All right. right. You All have right. a good evening. God bless y'all. Same to you. Um, you know, young ladies wanted to be young ladies and just like you said, in skirts. You know, and I mean, God forbid if our skirt went up, you know, more or less we conduct ourselves as young ladies. And by all means, as young ladies, we would not stoop to the level of wanting to get into any kind of fight at all. But you're so right. You know, the young ladies or women today or girls, they they don't have no fear. I mean, you can't even look at them wrong. And they will fight a girl and they will fight a guy. It does not matter to them. You know, I mean, they have no fear of in their parents. They have no fear of authority. They have no fear of God. I mean, they just, you know, and, and they'll take on any one of them. And it don't matter how big or how small you are. They will take us on. So, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. You know, we carried ourselves, and, you know, I could recall coming up that we dressed. We never wore, and I'm just saying us, in my house. You know, our dress was um, where we knew we was going to church because we wore church clothes. We wore dresses to church. You know, we knew when we were going out to play because we wore outside clothes. You know, we didn't confuse the the way we dress with where we going. Now today, you can roll straight out of bed and go to school, you can go to the store, and you can go to church because somebody invited me to their church, and I happened to go after my service, and I was like, did they just stop by on their way from the grocery store? 
You know, that's what I felt like. I felt mm-hmm. like that they dressed more if they were going to a wedding, to a concert, or somewhere else, but not giving the house of God the respect that it's due. And they come there just like they did. They only went to the grocery store. That's just how what I, that was the, that went through my head. And I took my son with me. And I told him in the car, I said, it's unbelievable because he's going to definitely dress. You know, he don't have to wear a jacket, but he's going to wear a shirt and he's going to wear a tie. And he wear, you know, mostly bow ties. So you're going to, and he don't even have to ask me and don't even, and you don't know, don't even try me because, you know, we're not wearing at the church. And so I think that. We're missing the mark in so many different, you know, areas. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the gen- my generation because a lot of my generation says, I'm not going to do what my parents did. Well, it works for me. And I know it, would, it works for a lot of them, but they don't want to do it to their children. They're just letting the children be their friend and letting the children Ruler household. Yeah, we got to take back, we got to take back our children. We got to take back, you know, a lot of things. And, you know, even when we talked about, you know, the technology, and it's good, but where our kids lose out is they're not communicating verbally. Don't nobody call. I mean, they got the phones, but they don't call. They're going to Snapchat, they're going to Twitter, they're going to Facebook, they're going to do all of these other things. But what's wrong with calling? You know, they can be in the same vehicle in Texas. And I'm thinking, really? Can't you just talk? So we got to get back to the basics. And when technology presents itself, we have to use it in a way that it's beneficial, not in a way that it's going to be harmful to us. So yeah, we got to we got to get back to back to basics. It, it, it's obvious that we we don't and and we we, are, we talk about these alternative families. You know, we don't we don't understand every time we we uh, we stay in these situations or we we give in to these different um, way of living that we sending messages to these young people. And a lot of times we, you people are who they are, but we are, we're just making too many allowances for this new, new living arrangement. And, and it's affecting, and people want to say that it's not affecting um, humanity, but it is affecting humanity because again, like young ladies don't know, you know, you can, I know my mother, let me tell you, and I know I'm rambling right now, but my mother, when I go back to my mother, my mother was a very independent woman, and she was a woman, uh, but she was able to fight for her moral existence and her Christian character, regardless of the situation she had to go through. And so when I look at her, I understand I appreciate the strength of a black woman but you can be a strong black woman and still be a woman. And it doesn't require you to be out in the streets and acting manly and doing those kinds of things. There's a grace about womanhood. And we don't want our women out there in the streets 
fighting and stealing and shooting and killing is those that's part of the norm. And we really have to do better in our classrooms in order to get our young women understanding that they that they're worth they're worth more than treasure. And I guess like you say, when we let them know what their value is in their womanhood, then then they won't wouldn't want to leave it uh anywhere. They would want to keep it with them always. You're so right. I mean, we do. We have to get back. And, you know, when when we see it, we got to be active also in the lives of those who are missing it. And I understand that a lot of the young, um, young parents just didn't know, and they didn't have the help of their parents. And we have a lot of parents that have been strung out, you know, it's so many different challenges. But, you know, when we grow up, we are accountable for our own actions. Now, my oldest son, he didn't have his father in his life coming up. But I can guarantee you this. He is such an excellent father. Um, he took on the responsibility. He got He married a young lady who already had a child. They were dating when this child was about a year and a half. He potty trained this child. He taught this child. Nobody could not tell him or the child that they were not father and son. Nobody could tell them because he took on that. And with his, and then not only that, with the three that he has, he takes time out with each one of them to give them their individual time this is my day with so-and-so. We do this. If it's no more than an hour together doing something. I mean, he is far as made tents and got in the tent. He didn't sit there, you know, on a computer. And don't get me wrong. It's not that he don't play the game. But he knew that he had to be a, a active participant in this child's life. And although he didn't have the father, he had the mother who made sure that she was there, present in their lives. So, yeah, when you get older, he could make the decision. He could have made the decision to be who his father was, or he could have made the decision that I'm going to do everything that I wanted and everything that I was taught. So we got to teach them. We got to put them in the midst of mentors. We got to put them in the midst of those who we want them to grow up like. So yeah, we we got. To, I mean, we can we can we got to take back because so many of our young generations is falling by the wayside. I can tell you when I punish my son and he wants to go out somewhere, and I say, "Well, no, you can't go." You know what he said? Okay, that's okay. And 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 the thing about when he say that, he's saying. And he came back to tell me, he said, now, when I tell you, okay, I'm not upset. That's just fine. You know, that's fine, whatever decision you make. So I don't get no attitude because guess what? Attitude going to give you a longer punishment. And they want the structure. <laughs> right. They want, they want the structure no matter, even if you, even if you think you want to give them everything, when you put boundaries, and limitations, they want that. 
They want to know that, oh, my mama said no. Because, you know, my daughter used to say, mama, they mama, them must not care nothing about them because she let them do this, 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 and this. So they associate putting boundaries and limits on children with caring. So we got to take that. We can, and we we got to take back our children. Yeah, and it is so important that we recognize what we have to lose. You know, we we putting these children in these detention centers, we putting them in jail, but we really need to spend some time talking to them, getting them to see the light. Because when you, when we, when in the Bible when it talks about being in darkness, it is darkness of your mind. It's not your physical darkness that you can't see, but we some of our kids are just. They're in darkness related to what is wrong and right and what's in their best interest. And thinking and embracing the evil that they embrace keeps them from embracing the joy and happiness they could have in life. You know, so it is it is really a serious thing when we see these young women uh, with such aggression in their hearts and hatred in their spirits and evilness, they're willing to hurt one another is just just it's just crazy we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back share and allow you to have your final word uh because you're the only one left on the show right now so we'll be right back we got it together didn't we we've definitely got our thing together don't we I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, it's really, really nice. I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away. That super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. Got it together, baby. Make me feel this way You're like 
All right, Cheryl, what is your final thought for this evening? Again, we had a very, very, very good topic, very good conversation. Um, I hope that the listeners um, really get something out of, you know, what we talked about as far as technology, communication, um, self-worth. One of the things that I'm going to make it a point this month to put in place is to reach out to at least two individuals to try to make a difference in their life. That means I'm going to do it on purpose. I'm not not somebody who I always talk to and not somebody who I always interact with, but somebody that I can reach out to to change something or to help them to have self-worth about them. And that maybe those that are listening out there can maybe do the same thing too. Um, be a mentor to somebody, teach somebody. And as I always say, whatever we do, we can always do better. And, James, if you can send this out, because one of the things that I do do, I do when my son is in the car to keep him from texting and stuff, I play um, different things so that he can listen to, you know, and this is one of the um, subjects that I definitely want him to listen to. All right, I will make sure I get the link out to you. And it is so important, as you say, Cheryl, we we have to be about letting our women know and letting our young men know the treasure that is within them so that they can stop being involved in the detrimental things uh, that keep them away from uh, living their their, their dreams and their their treasures. And so we, we talk about it a lot, but every time... I see a situation where women are are, are being violated and, and treating not only themselves, but treating others in a way that's not appropriate. It just hurts my heart. And so we just have to continue to do whatever we can do uh, to, make, to turn the light on. Uh, we see the light, but obvious there are other people out there who are not seeing the light, and we want to make a difference. So uh, I will get you the link. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection as we seek to um, allow our voices to be heard loud and clear. Take care, Cheryl, and I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. You too.
how'd it go? Hold on. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes 
Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 